Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, my podcast has been thriving like never before, and I've been having the time of my life. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast that remembers and celebrates all things and everything classic TV. Today, we're going to take a look back at Donnie and Marie, one of the most popular variety shows of all time and certainly of the 1970s. Donnie Marie made its debut on January the 23rd, 1976, and it ended its run on May the 27th, 1979. Now, the Osmonds were no stranger to pop culture and to audiences and viewers, The Osmond brothers, a few of them anyway, the older ones, got their start on the Andy Williams show in the 60s. He had a variety show which ran for several years on NBC, and he discovered the Osmond brothers, not sure exactly how, but he did, and they were on his show pretty regularly. They would sing, and they would do variety skits and and stuff like that. So they, you know, began to be noticed as a result of being on his show. By the early 70s, though, they had become friendly competition for the Jackson 5 as being one of the popular boy bands of the day. Their song, One Bad Apple, was the number one hit for them in 1971. And Donny Osmond broke out and began to record on his own. He did covers of Go Away Little Girl and Puppy Love, and he became a teen idol in his own right. Meanwhile, Marie Osmond, who was the only female sibling, was 
whole bunch of brothers and only one sister. She'd hit her cover, Paper Roses, in the early 70s, or 1973. That song was a big hit for her. So before the show actually got started, people knew who Donnie Marie already were. But uh, in 1975, if you remember the Mike Douglas show, long-running talk show, he would have um, guest hosts on his show for a whole week. And one week, he had Donnie Marie on his show. And Fred Silverman happened to catch one of those episodes of the Mike Douglas show that particular week when Donnie Marie were his guest hosts. And he decided that they really had the chemistry, they had the knack, the entire formula to have a variety show of their own and that for it to be a success. So he decided that they would go ahead and he would, he would give them their own variety show over on ABC. And that's how it all came into being in 1975. The show was, of course, created by and produced by Sid and Marty Croft, a very popular duo when it came to variety shows and such of the day. It was a weekly variety show, and like I said, uh, Silverman offered it to them, and they went ahead and took it, and they became the youngest in TV history to host a variety show of their own at that time. The show was, uh, their episodes on YouTube in their entirety, and I ran across one from November the 4th, 1977. Now, I know I saw that episode, no doubts whatsoever, because I was a huge fan of Donnie and Marie. More on that in a bit. But the very first episode, as I said, aired on January the 23rd, 1976. And among those who were part of that first episode were Paul Lind, who would become a semi-regular on the show, along with Ruth Buzzy, Farrah Fawcett Majors, Lee Majors, and Vincent Price. And I saw this episode on YouTube probably about a week or two ago. And at the end of the episode, you know, they always had like a a finale where everyone would come together and they'd all have some big, you know, song and dance routine. Pretty much everyone who was on the show would be, you know, was involved in it and was a participant. Well, where else would you see Paul Lind, Farrah Fawcett, and Lee Majors along with Donnie Marie? Only in the 70s would you see a group like that on stage together on TV only in the 70s and there are a lot of episodes of donnie marie in their entirety on youtube the series is available on dvd i believe not sure about blu-ray but i gotta tell you whenever you watch an episode of donnie marie it is definitely like jumping into a time capsule and going right back to the 70s i mean it is just mid 70s at its finest mid 70s late 70s I mean, it's, 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 it's great, especially if you grew up during that era and you remember watching the show. Um, it's a lot of fun. Now I can't say that everyone would, you know, think that it just depends on the individual person, of course. But for me, I love watching those episodes. It's a lot of fun. And it does take me back to another, one of my many happy places in childhood. Usually the show would start off with an ice skating number. That was always how it began. They had an ice skating intro. And then, of course, they had, you know, comedy skits. And then, of course, they had the music. And then, of course, you had that segment where 
you know, Donnie and Marie would, you know, I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Part of my singing voice. I know it sounded awful, but uh, they would do that every episode. Marie would sing, uh, you know, a variety of country songs, and then Donnie would sing a variety of rock songs. And then, you know, that was something that everybody, you know, that was just a given in every episode. And uh, of course, as I said, they had that musical finale. They concluded every episode and they closed out with the song Made Tomorrow Be a Perfect Day. It was written by their brother, Alan. And that was pretty much it. I mean, uh, they had some of the, you know, great guest stars. A lot of TV stars from that time end up on Donnie Marie. I mean, you had Sherman Hemsley from the Jeffersons. You had Esther Roll, the Welcome Back Cotter uh yeah, you had the Welcome Back Cotter guys. Yes, you did. I was trying to see what's happening, but you had the Welcome Back Cotter guys as well. And then you had Michael Landon, you had Don Knotts, and then you had, you know, um, other, you know, guests like Pearl Bailey. I mean, there, there were a lot of guest stars on that show. Suzanne Summers, Cheryl Ladd, uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Jimmy Walker, um, Ethel Merman, so it was a very diverse group of guest stars on Donnie and Marie. It wasn't just the hip acts of the day or the hip actresses or musical acts of, you know, the 70s. But you also had those, like I said, who were popular, you know, um, from years past who wound up on Donnie and Marie. And Andy Williams came back for an episode or two, which made perfect sense. They showed some old clips from his variety show when the Osmond brothers were on there and one when Marie was on there and she was a little bitty thing sitting on Andy's lap. Um, but the episode that I watched in its entirety, um, in addition to the very first episode, the one from November the 4th, it featured Ken Berry. Of course, Ken Berry, you know, if you don't recognize the name, he was a vent over on Mama's Family. He was also an F Troop and he was in Maybury RFD. And of course, he did those Kenny Shoe commercials in the 70s as well. Great song and dance man. He and Donnie did a great song and dance act together. Also, the What's Happening guys were on this episode Fred Berry, Ernest Thomas, and Haywood Nelson. And then you had Paul Lind. And then you had this um, skit toward the end of the episode where they were all on a roller coaster together. And it was it was not a real roller coaster. It was staged, if you will. Um, but they were all on a roller coaster together. And, you know, it was, again, only in the 70s would you see something like this. The variety shows were very popular still in 1976. You had, you know, Tony Orlando and Tony Orlando and Dawn still had their show. Cher, you know, had had a show and then she and Sonny got back together and they had a new version of their show, the Sonny and Cher show. Of course, the Carol Burnett show. And then the Jacksons had a variety show. All the Jackson siblings did. And then, of course, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. had a variety show for the summer of 77. Glass Line and the Pips had a variety show for a while. Also during the summer, the Captain and Tennille had one for a season. So, yeah, variety shows are very popular during that period. And then, of course, Red Fox had a variety show that lasted only four months. But uh, Donnie Marie, probably, I mean, definitely one of the most popular ones, if not the most popular of the variety shows. Now, as for me, I discovered Donnie Marie somewhere in 1976 because I remember that I started kindergarten that fall. 
and my mom took me to Woolworths, and she said, you know, I'm going to buy you a new lunch kit. Which lunch kit would you like? So we went and we saw all these lunch boxes, the Bionic Woman, the Six Million Dollar Man, all these Disney ones, you know, all of these amazing lunch kits. And then I saw the one of Donnie and Marie. It was a white, it looked more like a purse than a lunch kit, to be honest. It definitely had the material and the look of a purse. It had a strap and everything. And then their picture was painted on front it was it was white and their picture was painted on and then of course the thermos was inside and so I picked that one I wanted the Donnie Marie lunch kit and then I had a Donnie Marie coloring book and this really really traumatized me because my grandfather would sometimes watch the show with me he would watch Donnie Marie with me more than anybody else in my family for some reason I think he liked the fact that the show it was very wholesome it was a very family oriented show very clean very innocent I think he appreciated that. So yeah, he'd watch it with me pretty regularly on Friday nights. Um, so one night we were coloring and um, I colored one page, he colored the next, but he colored Marie Osmond's hair yellow. He turned her into a blonde and I was just kind of like, what? She's supposed to have brown hair. She's a brunette. And he, he just, you know, it was in the beginning, it was, you know, like very shocking to my five-year-old mind. But then I was kind of like, well, hey, I think he did a good idea. I think that was a smart move that he made after all. So I was traumatized in the beginning when I first saw it, when I realized what he was doing and there was no turning back. But then I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked to, you know, turn to that page and see Marie as a blonde. And uh, so, yeah, I had a coloring book and then I got the dolls for Christmas that year. That was one of the, I think that was the top item on my Christmas list. That along with a share beauty center. Those were the two items I wanted more than anything for Christmas 1976. And so I got the Donnie and Marie dolls. I still have them. I still have the share beauty center as well. Still have the coloring book. Still have the lunch kit. Actually, I still have all of these items. But, um... Those dolls were really big sellers, and I loved playing with them. They had their little microphones and everything, and they were dressed in purple, the dolls were. And I, I loved them, absolutely loved them. So excited to open them up, open up that particular gift on Christmas morning. It was great. So I was a fanatic for Donnie and Marie. It's funny because in the very beginning, we would watch Sanford and Son on NBC because it too was on Friday nights. And then afterwards, um, I would turn to Donnie and Marie. That's why I miss Chico and the man, because I would always turn over to Donnie and Marie. And then it got to the point where I would just solely watch only Donnie and Marie. Um, I think that Donnie Marie kind of cut into Sanford and Son's ratings as well as the ratings for Chico and the man, because they were both in the top five. But by the time Donnie Marie showed up, the ratings did a little bit of a dip. And I think that's why, because the show was very popular. Donnie and Marie were adorable. They were always smiling. They had a great relationship. You know, they were the brother and sister. They were the perfect brother and sister. And then their other brothers would show up all the time. But there was one issue I had with the show. One complaint I had, my, my only complaint about Donnie and Marie. And that was Jimmy Osmond, their little brother. I could not stand Jimmy Osmond could not stand him. 
he was always on the show. He's always singing. And they were always, you know, it was a good platform for him. And I think they were trying to, you know, make him into a star. It didn't work. Um, he was only known basically for being, you know, their little brother and being on the show. I don't think it worked. Now, maybe it did work. Maybe I have that wrong. Um, but, um, and I found out years later, probably about maybe five years ago, that there was a Jimmy Osmond doll. Fortunately, I did not see it in the toy store because if I had, I definitely would not have wanted it. I don't think I saw it in any of the catalogs or in the toy store or anything like that. Because if I had, I'd have been like, no way. That's the one item I would not have wanted my mom to buy for me. And Jimmy was just annoying. He was annoying. What is the way that he sang? And this is a true story, too. The other night I was doing research for this episode. I was watching one of their episodes. Um, and I had the computer, uh, the volume up a bit. And I was distracted doing something else. I heard this very annoying voice singing. And I'm like, who, who is that? What is that? Who's an annoying voice? And then I thought to myself for a minute, I said, Jimmy, it's, that's got to be Jimmy Osmond. And so I went and looked at the screen because I was on another tab and I went back to the YouTube tab and yes, sure enough, it was Jimmy Osmond. And I was like, oh my gosh, I turned the volume down immediately, immediately turned it down here we are in 2023 and I still cannot stand to hear Jimmy Osmond sing. Never, you know, had anything against him as a person. I just didn't like him. I just didn't like his singing. I just didn't like the way that he carried himself. You know, he was just annoying to me. He really was. That was the only thing about the show I didn't like. Now here's Jimmy and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but I found I, I i i when doing research for the episode i i was wondering well, where is jimmy now first of all jimmy is 60 years old and uh he's still working he is the president of osmond entertainment and uh actually jimmy had a couple of strokes sadly um he had a stroke in 2004 and he had another stroke in 2018 and um you know, I was very sad to hear about that because, like I said, I never disliked him as a person. But, um, you know, I wish him well. I wish him well. Um, I think that he's married with a family of his own, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, he's still, you know, active and still working and uh, hard to believe that he's 60 years old now. But he turned 60 in April. And, uh, you know, like I said, I do wish Jimmy Osmond nothing but the very best, as well as the rest of the Osmond family. Now, in 1978, though, um, well, for me personally, CBS switched Wonder Woman with starring the gorgeous Linda Carter to Friday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. And for me, that was a problem because that's when Donnie Marie came on. And, uh, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do now? Well... By 1978, the show was beginning to make some changes. Uh, for one thing, they filmed this show initially in L.A., but then they moved it to Utah somewhere in the middle of the second uh, second or third season. They moved to Utah. That was no big deal. But um, they began to make some changes to the show that I didn't care for. Now, a lot of people got upset when Marie Osmond cut her hair. She cut her hair um, in the third season, I believe. And a lot of people really freaked out about that. They didn't like it. I liked her better, too, with the little page boy that she had. Um, but a lot of people got very upset about her cutting her hair. That was just a no-no. 
And speaking of Marie, the producers were really on her a lot, I found out years later. They thought that she wasn't skinny enough, which is incredulous to me. The girl had a great figure. She looked fine, but they were always wanting her to lose weight and, you know, uh, you know, hey, stay on, stay on top of your weight. You know, you're too fat. You, you, you look fat on TV, blah, blah, blah. And so she had to really, you know, stay on top of her weight. I don't think she developed an eating disorder, thankfully. I don't think she went down that road, but they were really, really hard on her, unfairly hard on her in regard to her weight. But by season, by the final season, they eliminated the skating act, you know, the ice skating routine. They eliminated that. And they were doing more, um, they were focusing on disco numbers a lot. Lots of disco music, you know, in the show. And they were doing lots of disco acts and performances. And I love disco. I loved it then, love it now. But they were kind of overdoing it, I think. And then they also changed the name of the show to The Osmond Family Hour. And it just kind of just took something away from the whole show. And then variety shows, they were in decline, actually, by that point anyway. By 1978, they were really in decline. I think the only one that was left on was Donnie and Marie. Um, And then, of course, a lot of females stopped watching the show when they found out that Donnie had a serious girlfriend. And then shortly thereafter, he married her, and they're still married today. So a lot of girls stopped watching the show. They lost interest when they found that he was taken and that he was in a serious relationship. So the ratings did dip. They did decline after all of this happened by the 1978-79 season. It really was not the same show. And then they decided to rename it Donnie and Marie. But by that point, you know, it was pretty much a little bit too late to try to rename the show what it had been named previously. And as for me, well, I started watching Wonder Woman. You know, I didn't like the changes. You know, I didn't like the, the the name change. I didn't like the fact that they didn't do the ice skating opening anymore. Um, I thought that they were doing a little bit too, too much disco. Um, and the way that they were doing it was just the fact that it was disco, but the way that they were doing it, it just didn't gel very well in my opinion and I thought that they were just they'd gone too too disco in my opinion um and that took something away from the show and so with all of this the ratings did like I said decline and the last episode aired on May the 27th 1979 now of course Donnie Marie still very active Marie was on the talk for a while the talk show over on CBS um, they had their own talk show, Donnie Marie did, for a while. It ran for two seasons, from 1998 to 2000. Again, there are episodes on YouTube of that. They had a lot of really good guests, and uh, it was a you know, really good show. But, uh, like I said, why it only lasted two seasons, that I'm not sure about. They still perform in Las Vegas, as far as I know. They were performing at the Flamingo for a long time. And I think that they still are uh, performing in Las Vegas. By the way, another thing that happened with Donnie and Marie, uh, I think the Wonder Woman competition became a little bit too much for them. And then they switched the show uh, to Sunday nights. On Sunday nights, I can't remember what I was watching. Uh, Can't remember what I was watching uh, on Sunday nights at that time. But I had unfortunately lost interest in the show. And so I was 
really not watching Donnie Marie anymore. Every now and then I would, you know, turn over there and take a peek when it did move to Sunday nights. I would turn over there and kind of look around a little bit and see who the guest stars were. But my attention span, you know, was was pretty weak. And so I would turn back to whatever else it was I was watching at that time. Unfortunately, like I said, I don't remember what I was watching on Sunday nights. I'd, I'd have to find an old TV guide listing and be able to look at that and let you know. But um, yeah, it was fun while it lasted, though. Donnie Marie was a great show to watch while it lasted. Lots of fun big part of my childhood in so many ways and again watching it today in middle age is a lot of fun because it takes me right back to being a kid and those friday nights and watching with my grandfather watching it alone and of course the dolls the coloring book marie with the blonde hair all of that immediately comes back to mind so uh yeah if you wanted to check out donnie marie you haven't seen it in a while you've never seen it before by all means head on over to youtube and check out some of those episodes now, my sister, not the biggest fan of Donnie Marie. Um, she likes Donnie and Marie Osmond themselves, but she just thinks the show is a little bit too campy, which I totally get that. Totally understand her perspective on that. She does like the guest, however. She loves the guest that they had on the show. But some of the uh, routines and skits she thinks are just a little bit too much, which, again, I totally respect her opinion on that. But uh, yeah, really terrific show, lots of fun, and uh, if you want to take a trip back in time to the 70s, you want to literally go into a time machine, put on some Donnie Marie. It works every time, like a charm. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Two Sisters in a TV as we took a look back at the 1970s yet again and Donnie and Marie. We have another episode from the 70s coming up next time. I won't tell you what it's about. It'll be a surprise. And then we're going to go back to the 1960s for a little bit. A couple of episodes to uh, go and bring to you from that period. Then we're going to go back to the 80s. So uh, we're kind of all over the place when it comes to the decades, which that makes it kind of fun to just jump around a lot. And that's one of the things we enjoy doing is a lot of movement within this podcast. Don't forget to hit that follow button over on Spotify. Become one of our followers. You can follow us in this podcast 24-7. Hit Apple up as well, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. Those always bring a big smile to our faces. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time. And as always, we'll see you on the next episode.